if I want something and I want Brenda to do something for me, I do a pale Eddie impression where I'm like, uh, whiny, trying to get something. <laughs> so, <laughs> darling. Darling, sweetie, darling, sweetie. Yeah, so I'm I'm known I'm known to do that from time <laughs> to time. <laughs> this is a podcast of two friends who watch way too much TV. We learn from shows and at the same time, we make a great deal of fun of them. We're not experts in anything, but man, we pretend to be. After all, we watch a lot of TV. Today's show contains discussions about fictitious people in comical situations. We do not mean to disrespect them or belittle anything that they've been through. Spoiler alert, we're gonna be talking about Absolutely Fabulous today. It's viewable on Hulu if you haven't watched it. You're like 30 years behind the curve and you need to get on it. Hello and welcome to I Watch A Lot Of, the show where we impart our vast knowledge onto you because after all, we watch a lot of TV. That's Chelsea Hackman. That's Lisa Stats. Chelsea. So what? I have to ask, what have you been watching a lot of? So we started... <laughs> Daisy had not seen Arrested Development, so uh, she'd seen some episodes, but not all of it. So we started watching that. I think we got through a few seasons recently. It was part of our like epilogue to rewatching Better Off Ted, which was another awesome comedic show that had Portia de Rossi starring in it. So we went from Better Off Ted, it was canceled after two seasons, which sucks. And then we went into Arrested Development, uh, partly because we wanted to watch Portia de Rossi and partly because Will Arnett is also there and they're watching Let Go Masters. So we just had a lot of connections to it and we decided to jump in. That's good. I love that show. It's a yeah, it's lot great. Of fun. Great. Tons of fun. Uh, there's just, always money in a banana stand. <laughs> so, there's every episode there is, uh, they're so clever in the way that they sort of wrap up each little storyline that's happening and then continue and pull those threads of common jokes, uh, which I just love everything about yeah. it. Yep. I have been watching a lot of Lower Decks. Star Trek? Yes, Star Trek Lower Decks. It's yes. an animated series. It's on Paramount Plus. It is so, so, so much fun. It stars it, uh, Tanya Newsom. Jack Quaid, Noel Wells, Eugene Coronado, Cordero, Cordero, there it is, Don Lewis, and Jerry O'Connell. Oh, oh, is... oh, that's that cool animated one. What's your favorite? Yes. Like, what's the style like? What do you mean, style and animation? Yeah, like, have you seen any other animated shows that are sort of animated similarly? I would probably go on the way of uh, sort of this Matt Groening sort of feel to it. It almost has a why can't I think of the show? Oh my God, why can't I think of Futurama? Oh, there it is. My brain was like, book Futurama, what? <laughs> um, so it's sort of similar to that style. I, I mean, I would compare it to that. Would also compare it to like Rick and Morty-ish. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole era of animation. It's fun. It's quirky. It's super silly. And Mariner's my favorite good to know i've noted now yeah. for when i watch it that mariner is your favorite and it has some special guest stars are lovely jonathan franks comes in as Riker, and he gets to play Riker in like a really really fun way and unlike 
live action cartoon Riker is 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 absolutely bonkers and in the best way. Did you watch any of those videos that were like, why the fuck can't Riker sit in a chair normally? Yeah, it's fine. You, those are my favorite. And if they it's... in any way reference or recreate that in the animated series, I they will. They do. Oh my God, yes. That whole, I just like throw my leg over the backs of chairs constantly to mount them like a horse. <laughs> the yeah. funniest thing I have ever seen. And I didn't even notice when I was watching the show until somebody did a compilation of all the moments that Riker decides to sit in a chair like a fool. Oh, it's so good. So good. Jonathan Frakes is also like, I don't know, a million feet tall. So I get it. And a legend. A legend. We love him. You want to talk about Abfab? I would love to talk about AbFab. So AbFab, the gloriously shortened, absolutely fabulous, first aired in November 12, 1992. It stars Jennifer Saunders as Adina Monsoon, Joanna Lumley as Patsy Stone, Julia Swahala as Saffron or Safi Monsoon, June Whitfield as her mother, as uh, Adina's mother, and Jane Horcrux as Bubble. Jane Horrox? Horix. Oh, yes. I there don't know is. why I said pronounce it wrong. Horix. <laughs> yes. Jane Horix is great. We, we stand Jane Horix. Yes. Love her. All right. So how was it received when it first, because I was we when this first aired. So yeah. how did this, how was this received? The series first aired on BBC and was placed on one of its um, off mainstream channels, such as BBC Two. They thought that it would develop a small like cult following Ooh, but it became okay. one of the highest rated shows and ultimately becoming the highest rated show on british tv heck yeah so it started off as like this we're gonna set you up to be a little niche masterpiece and it ended mm-hmm. up just taking the world by storm yeah they moved it did, moved it to bbc one and it just exploded from there I love that. It was actually ba- originally based on a sketch um from a sketch show that uh jennifer saunders did Oh, from uh, French and Saunders, right? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So that's the two creators, Don French and Jennifer Saunders are the creators. And Jennifer Saunders, I believe, wrote the episodes with Don French. Yes. Um, it spanned for six seasons and a movie. Oh, did the you movie watch the movie? Was... No, actually, I'm going to watch it tonight. You should. I totally watched the movie. It was great. I know. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to watch it tonight. We're going to do dinner and a movie, and that's yes. our movie tonight. I love that. So the movie was released in 2016. Saunders had been planning the movie since 1995. So why didn't she do a movie then? Uh, the producers had convinced her to write more episodes when she wanted to do a movie. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So this show obviously has tons of recurring themes, lots of uh, recurring jokes. There's there's threaded jokes all the way through. What's oh, yes. if you have like a threaded joke that's your favorite? What's your favorite? Ooh, I mean the joke being bubble or Patsy's hair. <laughs> all the Patsy's hair jokes are really good. I love uh, you know falling out of vehicles. Yeah, anytime Patsy's hair becomes like a character. And for it's like, like yes <laughs> when so she true. passes out and catches the kitchen on fire and she picks her head up and only one side of her face um isn't like covered in soot and yes. like her hair is all smooshed the one side is the best for our listeners who don't know what patsy stone's hair looks like um i would go like early 90s like a trump oh yeah like big tall 
it has a life of its own. It is its mm-hmm. own character. It should have its own lines, honestly. It is just, sometimes it does. I, really, seriously, yeah. Well, she, she's always pulling something out of it. Oh, cigarettes, <laughs> razor blades, a knife at some point, I think. There's been, I mean- A joint? I think she reached up there and pulled well, a joint were out. Yes. Well, they were in Marrakesh. She was just like, boof. About like she hair like it was like the Swiss Army Knives affair. It was. It was a great place to hide all of your contraband. For sure. Yeah, I love when uh, Eddie always falls out of vehicles. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Every time they arrive somewhere in a vehicle, the door opens and Edwina comes tumbling out. It doesn't matter She's, what it is. The physical comedy is one of the funniest things on the show because Pat. Patsy's also very uh, physical as well. So Adina and Patsy are both really physical. Yeah. So just, it makes for so much fun. And one of my favorite Patsy moments is when she comes like, she's riding past Adina's house on the motorcycle backwards. <laughs> yeah. Fist pumping the whole time because it is an exciting time for her. I love that the refrigerator just has champagne in it. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I also love the I also love the obsession with LaCroix. It's LaCroix, darling. <laughs> Obviously, it's LaCroix. Ew, what are you wearing? What's LaCroix, darling? LaCroix? LaCroix, sweetie. Yeah, all of that. The outrage when somebody has the nerve to imply that her height of fashion is tacky is amazing. Yeah. It's so well played every time. So that's also one of my favorite jokes, but uh, pretty much everything that Bubble is, is a joke. Every time we ask Bubble about some piece of office equipment, did you get the facts? What facts? Like the way that she just doesn't, there's a problem with that. And she just puts her finger in the air like she's clicking a mouse. Small creature. Like she just can't figure out not to rat, but, uh, and she goes, the mouse, she goes, that's the one. And like, she just can't. I turned on the, hmm, whatchamacallit this morning. Radio? I want to say telephone. No, it's not right. <laughs> it's not right. You look at it. Television. That's it. Good morning, television. Hello. Which I don't normally do, because I find myself falling back to sleep like that. And anyway, they said, leave home now. There's a strike on the buses. It were really urgent. So I did, and I got here hours ago. On the tube? No. I only live down the road. I walk here. <laughs> so they must be bonkers. She's nothing going on in the upstairs as an assistant and doesn't have any office skills, which is glorious. Bubble is the best. And just her sheer, her presence. You never know what she's going to wear. Yeah. She's going to show up and she's going to look bonkers. Yep. Her hair is going to be just out of control. I don't even know what I can compare her to. She's like a clown. She's like a fraggle. Yeah, a Muppet. She's a Muppet. (laughs) Bubbles a Muppet. Bubbles from Fraggle Rock. That's where they found her during a job fair at Fraggle Rock. At the Fraggle Rock. Um... I don't remember if Fraggle Rock had a school. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, uh, yep. it's, uh, yeah, Bubbles hilarious. Love that. What's one of the your favorite threaded jokes? I mean, other than Patsy falling out of, I mean, sorry, Eddie falling out of a car. Eddie falling out of cars is great. Do you have a favorite moment? Patsy's age. 
<gasps> yes, because the her sister that... was born in like 1922 and she's I... Patsy's <laughs> the older sister. So, like... When people realize that Patsy has to be older than dirt is just, and there's no mention, like no references to it. There's absolutely nothing. Every time someone's like, yes, madam, mademoiselle, mademoiselle, like she just. <laughs> she refuses to age. With an iron fist to youth, which is uh, not hers to cling to and is hilarious. Yeah. 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 When her sister comes in, it's basically like, I'm old and dying. And then they're like, well, Patsy, how does that make you? And she just has like a complete existential meltdown. It's the best. It's the episode she eats in too. I like that. The sheer. He lies and says she's hungry because yes. Jack <laughs> wanted to wait to do something. And she was like, just delay, like say you're hungry or something. And so she lies to Eddie for, I think one of the first times in their relationship, she yeah. lies to Eddie and is like, I'm feeling a bit peckish and everyone like the record scratch everyone stops and they watch her try to eat. to eat a crisp I believe a cracker or something anyway I think it, yeah I think it was a cracker. and she just like puts it in her mouth and moves it around a whole bunch and everyone's like what is happening because she basically just <laughs> consumes cigarettes and alcohol because she hasn't eaten since 1973 <laughs> yeah um i also like the mystery golden boy surge who does not exist who's in the peace corps or whatever eddie's yes uh, eddie's older oldest child surge who still has a room in perfect order and also does not exist and you never see him yeah i also find that really funny he left home and left safi to take care of mom and what a chore that is Oh God, it's so good though. It's like <laughs> the whole process of Safi being shown as a parentified child is so real and literal that it's, and you'd have no idea how Edwina makes any kind of money except alimony, maybe. But there's just like, she has businesses and cars and things that she does. And then you're like, but does she do any of those things? How? I mean, she did have two rich ex-husbands. I mean, right? She has exactly alimony from two people. And then, uh, so I guess my my running threads are Patsy's age, Eddie falling out of vehicles. And I think also the the continued weight loss journey for Edwina is pretty hilarious. The obsession with her being overweight. Like she wants well, and she wants to do weight loss, but then doesn't actually want to follow through with any of it, which is the point, right? She wants to go do like a seaweed wrap so that it'll pull all of all of her, like she'll lose pounds if she does this seaweed wrap and her skin absorbs this all of the mud. Yeah. And she's, yeah, exactly. And the nurse starts yelling at her about it. Also, she is the same cranky nurse every time she needs any sort of medical care. It's always the same woman and she's cranky and hates her. And it's great. And it's great. Uh, which is magical. So while we were doing research for this show, watched a lot of it with uh, my wife and she made the comparison of how you and I could find ourselves in Patsy and Adina situations. And I agree with her. That's not wrong. <laughs> no, that's, that's not wrong. Not wrong. Um, I love that when they open that episode and they're like, darling, it's a rave. And then Safi comes and turns on the, the living room light or it's the end of the episode. <laughs> Safi comes and turns on the light and it's just the two of them dancing and fucked up in the living room. And I'm like, yep, 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 that's it. 
because neither of us has the balls to actually go out and party hard. We just really want to do it in the privacy of our own home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, when, when she's going to move and then everyone goes, but what about Patsy? And then that seem in, seems insane to Safi, but it makes complete sense to me. What about Patsy? Yeah. What is Patsy going to do if you lose all your money and don't have a car and don't have a home for her to basically come and haunt for most of the time? <laughs> Because we never see where Patsy like lives. Patsy just solely gravitates around Edwina, but right, and it's amazing. Or sleeps at whoever's house she happens to be boinking at the moment. Because she or also wakes up underneath. has lots of references to sleeping with rich and powerful men all the time. Or conversely, random nobodies on motorcycles. Which uh, the other fun thing is when um, Safi and Bubble for me is when Safi and Bubble are in a scene together. All I can see, think of is Chicken Run. Yes. Because they both voice chickens and Chicken Run. Yes. It's just, I see the chickens. It's not them talking. It's the chickens talking. It's ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure Bubble just played the same character as a chicken. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Morning, Ginger. Back from holiday. I wasn't on holiday, Babs. I was in solitary confinement. Oh, it's nice to get a bit of time to yourself, isn't it? Pretty much. The uh, one thing I also think is fun is in season six, episode one, The Last Shout, part one, Patsy Stone, Joanna Lumley makes reference to when she was a Bond girl. Lumley actually was a Bond girl in Her Majesty's Secret Service in 1969. Of course, I know what he's allergic to. Yeah, that was, um, and she was like this very attractive, hot actress. And when they were like, you're going to do this comedy bit, she was like, yeah. And I think it was a, a bit of an upstart when it turned out that she was an incredible comedic actress. Yeah, and she's she one of my Patsy Stone. Yeah. A lot of my comic sensibilities come from the show. I mean, I watched when I like didn't understand any of it. Yep, found it again in my 20s and um, have loved it since I was 15. Yeah, I think uh, this show is super important to me as a young person. I found it in my sort of late teens, early 20s. And I found it because a person I was with watched it and I, they were like, do you watch Abfab? And I was like, I have not. And they were like, sit down and I'm going to educate you. And so I was watching it. And uh, I mean, partway through Morocco, I was just, I was hooked but yeah the um the point where she says you're gonna go study some anachronistic molecule <laughs> or something and um I lost my mind the I guess that's the other thing I really like is Edwina's uh malapropisms because she doesn't know the words but then she manages to string together incredibly disdainful sentences when she's yelling at Saffron about like going to university or you know what are they gonna do go down to the what is it the uni pub for a pint of shandy booze darling booze like she's just objecting to the idea that saffron called champagne booze uh yeah important things uh you know those sorts of things are just key moments where she can't put sentences together most of the time except when she has these moments where she just shouts at Saffron and she lets Saffron get uh Saffron gets kidnapped and they spend the entire episode uh walking through the desert trying to find 
where Safi got taken. And yes, I remember that. They sold her by accident. And then they're looking uh, for their... I don't think Patsy sold her by accident. I think Patsy well, sold no, her Patsy on... sells her on purpose. But they sell her by accident, quotes, and they uh they spend they're trying to look for their pop specs shoot, which, <laughs> which they, they cannot find. find. And then they also end up finding Safi at the end, and she is um wearing traditional garb and like they catch sight of her, and then the whole trip was spent doing that. But yeah, so that that whole episode like wraps up and they're back in England. But I think by far my favorite episode is the one where Patsy and Edwina go to the south of France on vacation. So they go on holiday and they're staying at a chateau and they get the directions wrong and they don't speak enough French to understand the gentleman who tells them that they're going to the groundskeeper's cottage, not the chateau. And they're going the wrong way. And he comes back multiple times to try and tell them the chateau's over there and you're in the wrong place. And this like little dirty cottage has nothing in it. And they end up like just having the worst vacation ever. And they just uh, were feet mere meters away from the chateau they were meant to stay in. It's also a really fun episode. I liked that one a lot. Um, Just the way the two of them play off each other is phenomenal. And I don't think comic duo wise, there's been really anything comparative. I don't think anything comes close to the two of them as a couple. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever be another like show like Ab Fab. I think it just, it encapsulated a time. It encapsulated a moment of this like opulence in the 90s, but also like the hilarity, which was the 90s. Because the 90s was obnoxious. Uh, the, the 90s <laughs> were bonkers. I really love the episode and I want to know more about your thoughts on this if you want to share them, but the episode where Safi writes a play for her school that is about her mom and Patsy and it's basically the writing of this show and there's like this reflection of what this show was meant to be, which is that Saffron wrote this as like this commentary satire over-exaggeration of how terrible her mother and Patsy are and everyone who watches it thinks it's the funniest comedy they've ever seen and it goes just out there with popularity and it makes Saffron so mad she never writes another play. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, uh, that episode for me is funny and cringy, which I like most of my episodes about that. Because in that moment, you really feel for Safi and you just want her, you want Saf, like good things for Safi because she gets, right. she gets like the raw deal so much. She gets shit on constantly. Oh, constantly. Just like, constantly. She's Adina, like Adina's her adult baby. Yes. Her mother is her adult baby. Yes. <laughs> so the just wanting Safi to come out and top but it just not happening but yet it's it is so funny and it is the way they are oh it's torturous yeah it's torturous and then Safi graduates university and goes and gets married to a wonderful man in Africa and like finds her home and has a great time and comes back and visits and has babies and it's hilarious I also love the, di- the dynamic between Adina and her mother. My favorite thing is that Adina votes labor mm-hmm. and her mother does not. Her mother's a Tory 
and the whole like voting conservative and she has no idea what the topic is or what the things about neither of them does but there you can tell that they have these like quote political discussions that have nothing to do with the issue at hand but they say things that British audiences would understand and as an American I definitely missed some of those jokes yes but I caught the references to labor or to um conservative politics that I was like okay okay I'm getting this but I didn't get all of the like name drops or the ways that they were like throwing some current events at each other but I really love that those things were featured in the show as satire of sort of the upper class or upper middle class, I suppose, because they're not upper class. They're very like upper middle. So when the BBC had thought that the show would only really, the reason why it went to um, BBC two instead of BBC one is they thought only people in Soho would understand or get any of the jokes. (laughs) Like that little area around Soho? Yeah. (laughs) JK. Um, yeah, because I think it appeals to a much more, you know, broader audience. And I mean, as an, as an American, I found like, I found it like absolutely riveting. There was nothing like it on American TV. There's never been anything like it on American TV. Um, Roseanne tried to, Roseanne or, uh, tried to do a, either like a, a, not like a reboot, but like a reimagining with like an American cast. Mm. But in, in some ways it became the show Roseanne, but it Roseanne is nothing like absolutely fabulous. There's not, there's, you can't make this show. Like I know there's been a bunch of BBC or UK shows that have been ported to an American audience or made for Americans. And there's nothing about absolute, like absolutely fabulous is there's something quintessentially British about it. Something mm-hmm. that is foundationally British that has to stay there like there's enough things that they are talking about in ways that they are in the world that aren't don't we can watch it and enjoy it and think it's funny but it doesn't play the same way when you try and convert that to an I'm trying to think of like the closest thing I can think is like almost like Schitt's Creek or but even that isn't it doesn't really play the same way it doesn't it doesn't it's just not the it's just not the same Oh, so how do you feel about uh, Safi and uh, Patsy's relationship? Because for that is one of my fun favorite things. My favorite thing about the Patsy Safi relationship is that they're in constant competition for Edwina's attention and affection, but only because Patsy thinks so, not because Safi wants those things. Safi just wants her mother to do occasionally responsible things that showcase that she actually knows she's a parent, and. Patsy cannot handle the idea of Edwina's attention or affection going to literally anyone except Patsy. So every time Saffron pulls on Edwina for like parental anything, um, sometimes it's a literal hiss from Patsy, which is just like, I think she burns her with her cigarette once. Like she just hits at her or, um, oh God. I mean, Patsy's line, don't question me is pretty great. But I think that, yeah, what, tell me about how you feel about that, that connection. Cause I think it's one of my favorite things about the show. When Savvy gives, um, Patsy a breast exam. (laughs) (laughs) How awful that whole moment is. I think that episode, we also find out that perhaps Patsy was trans or tried to transition or was 
there was some gender process with Patsy because they talk about it with Humphrey and they talk about Patsy being a man at some point. And, and I the only and all of the pronouns that they use for Patsy are like are male pronouns. Like, and he calls her uh, old chap. Yeah, an old boy. Old boy all the time. <laughs> Which I mean, what I think is fun about that is that there's there's so much mystery around Patsy, Patsy's past, Patsy's right now, who and what are Patsy? <laughs> when, how old? What, what is even what, what going is, on here? Yeah. I what mean, is this? <laughs> I mean, there's some, like, you never know, you never see where she lives. You do see where she works. Once. She but does that, have a job. Or a couple times. She does have a job at a magazine, but you don't know what she does. Yeah, oh, fashion. I thought it was like fashion editor or something. Sort of, but she doesn't really do the editing part. She sits no. in a room, she shows up, but there's someone else in charge. And I think, doesn't Don French play one of them? Yeah. One of the four women that work there. And there's always that woman who, um, whenever they're asking for ideas for the next issue, she always says things about, she said, Oh, what about we do lovely chairs? <laughs> what if we did some chairs? <laughs> And I was like, chair, just what? Um, so those those women are also really, really funny. And uh, yeah, they're all in like these powerful positions at a magazine and don't seem to know their ass from a hole in the ground, which is hilarious. And Patsy like basically shows up and tells them she's going to lunch. Yeah, I mean, oh, the obsession with like Adina and like lunch with her. I mean, all they do is go to lunch. They just go to lunch constantly, all times of day. Yes. Yeah, they go to lunch for five hours. Yep. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. doesn't it, doesn't doesn't everybody? Yeah, I guess uh, if we look at the AvFab Wiki, uh, Patsy's occupation is listed as a fashion model, former, oh. an adult film actress, former, a magazine fashion director for Ella magazine. Hmm. And sales advocate for Jeremy's. So in fashion does something, but generally shows up, tells her boss she's going to lunch and and that's that. Or like shows up, talks for a few bits about something and then is like, wow, I'm exhausted. Time to go to lunch. And that's that. I think uh, Edwina does something very similar. She usually makes a stressed phone call or two, yells at Bubble a little bit and then says she's exhausted and needs to go to lunch or opens alcohol at the office and is like, would you like a glass of something? Which isn't like everybody's typical day i mean i'm just so exhausted from working all the time and then bubbles like you've been here for 10 minutes and she's like i know Ugh. and she pours herself a glass of champagne <laughs> so funny the whole way that they show their working world and like edwina has a pr firm that does but she knows like exact just one client or something and it's just the silliest but they do get an opportunity to sort of put some big names on screen. So they did get some good guest stars doing some big names on screen, which was fun um, at some of their events and things, which is pretty great. I feel like they put Naomi Campbell on screen a couple mm-hmm. times at events. And I feel like they did that with, I think, was it Twiggy? Yeah, it was Twiggy. There's Twiggy they put on screen too. Like there's some big name people that they get out at these events and stuff, which is pretty yeah. cool. 
Um, and I think that's, I mean, that and the, uh, the, the set and how the set changes over time. Uh, the time when <laughs> Eddie and Patsy uh, go out to get some, they go meet some guys. I'm pretty sure they hire sex workers and then they want to have like a drug orgy. And so they're like excited about having their orgy and they end up like Eddie's too nervous and they end up putting in um, film that Safi had put in the VCR that was like educational. <laughs> sitting there and watching something. They find themselves in the most like random of all situations like every episode like the trouble and hijinks that they get into is is unreal and then it's so much fun though do you remember the episode where her minimalist friends come over yes with a baby <laughs> and they're not minimalist anymore they're like nope. maximalists and they have a baby and they just have this entourage of junk they carry with them mm-hmm. and they're both so stressed and snippy at each other that they're miserable to be around and she promptly, she promptly leaves and goes to go have and to go have lunch with the Patsy. Yeah, they leave. They just yeah. leave them at, like, no. at her house. She's like, I gotta go. And, they were, and she was so panicked and like just arm sweeping stuff off surfaces. Nothing on surfaces, darling. Clean surfaces. And she just starts like tearing the house apart because they're minimalists and there can't be anything anywhere. And then they they show up and she's like, Oh no, this is yep. They're just this yelling at each other over the, for at all. right? Yelling at each other over the soundtrack of "Crying Baby," and they're like, "Nope, new." And she and Patsy just leave. For me, the episode, the flash forward, where you see Safi as an adult, and Patsy and Eddie are still trying to like be Patsy and Eddie, but they are way too old to be being Patsy and Eddie. And yes. <laughs> The moment Patsy's panties fall down and hit the ground, like I'm on the floor. <laughs> and they're huge. <laughs> and they're huge. They're giant, panty panties. And they hit the ground and it is over. And I like <laughs> looked, I looked at Brenda and I was like, this is gonna be this is gonna be Chelsea. Oh, and like this is going Eddie's to be in us. A, Eddie's in like a LaCroix tracksuit. Yep. <laughs> they're trying to like and they're like still trying to dance and stuff oh god it's so good you're right that is that is such a good moment yeah and the show the show is filled with these like rich 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 moments yeah i mean there are some things that are a little bit cringy the way that they treat gay people it's a little cringy yes there's a lot of jokes at the uh at the gay expense because her husband uh is gay mm-hmm. which was all sort of on par for the 90s too though which is like really shitty right there's the one husband who left her and ends up with like a string of really weird next wives and that's the one who has the um the therapist the weird american therapist wife oh yeah and then the other one is gay and has one partner oliver and they are together the whole time and Oliver has nothing nice to say to Edwina, which is hilarious. Um, and that's, that's great. But those are the, those are the two ex-husbands, Marshall and Justin, Marshall and Justin. So Marshall is the one who marries the American woman. Justin is the one who uh, is with the man. And 
um, Oliver and Oliver's great. But the, uh, there's always some therapist talking Marshall through whatever crisis he's having, which is always really funny and overblown and dumb. And it's great. Is there anything you don't like about the show? I didn't love some of the jokes at gay people's expenses, but I also recognize it was the nineties and the nineties did a lot of that. Um, it's part of, it's part of how we gained visibility was being the butt of jokes publicly for a little bit. There's a lot of shows that were out to sort of bring gay people into what's normal to joke about um, so that we could be normal people in society as well. And so like sort of the first stage of that was being kind of the butt of the joke, um, which was a little hard for me, but as a, uh, as a grown up person, it bothers me less now, but it's still one of those sort of important notes for me when I'm, when I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah, that was also really hard for me too. No funny jokes. They just rely on gay stereotype, which is hard, but yeah, such is life. There's also a lot of jokes that rely on a lot of sort of blown out satirical stereotype. And that's kind of how that works with satire. There's a lot of exaggeration to make that be real. So um, that's, I think the only thing that I would be like, when I watch it now, that's the only thing that makes me kind of cringe a little. But then I also still laugh some. So I think there was some point where, uh, I think there was some point where Eddie asks Safi if she's a lesbian. And it got pretty tense, but that was like the only moment. But there was some reference to lesbian invisibility that I really liked because it was um, sort of recognizing of the process. So I don't believe for a second that Jennifer Saunders is homophobic or made homophobic jokes as a way to hurt gay people. But I do think that there was some ways that the 90s did comedy that was a little hard. There's, um, but a Jennifer Saunders is also sort of on the fly. So I guess their script editor, uh, Ruby Wax, was, was talking about that Jennifer used to write the script sort of the evening before filming or last minute, like one of us, a true procrastination kid doing her homework moments before it's due. Uh, and the only time that Saunders produced the entire script before the episode or produced an entire script, sorry, was for the pilot episode, which uh, she had written in pencil in a textbook. Well, you, you, you do what works. Um, you, just, you, just, you kind of got to be like, that, that took balls. Sounds like Jennifer Saunders fell out of the car on that one. And that's, that's yeah. great. <laughs> fell out of the car every episode. <laughs> for people like for people who don't have any clue about the show you're like it's one of the funniest things is Edwina falling out of things she doesn't like try to step out of a car and stumble she falls out of the car as if she is sitting in the seat backwards with her back towards the door and someone opened the door unbeknownst to her or when she, she falls face first or when she falls face first is also great where she just it's like is this somebody was from behind and just pushed her forward oh my god or the time she like when she falls in her father's grave yes or falls in, yes that's that's what it was patsy falls into an empty grave as well yeah they go they're at the funeral drunk they tumble out of the car and then she's walking and just falls directly into the grave that episode. that episode is so funny and how her mother was reacting to like the death of her husband she's like oh it's great it's fine 
very like on. sort of satire satir, uh, satirizing the the sort of british stiff upper lip way of being she was like i'm great i'm fine it's great but then like i think safi asks this is a line i quote all the time when she asks edwina how like how it makes her feel and she says some version of like she just looks at her for a second and tries to figure out what she wants and then she's like I'm sad, darling. Very sad. And then it's rapidly turns on a dime, and it's like not true at all because she was just trying to get Saffron to do something. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of Eddie's uh, motivation is to get Saffy to do something for her. Honestly, do you ever do you have quotes that you quote from this show? The quad. It's still a quad, darling. Yeah. Um. Anytime I can use them, I do if I want something and I want Brenda to do something for me, I do a pale Eddie impression where I'm like, uh, whiny, trying to get something. <laughs> so, <laughs> darling. <laughs> sweetie, darling, sweetie. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, known, I'm known to do that from time <laughs> to time. <laughs> uh, I mean, those are, that's, those are pretty much it. I, I love to occasionally usually, darling, I've got arms. <laughs> I love that episode so much. I've got arms, darling. Uh, that one is good. And then the it's art, darling. Yes, it's uh, that's also great. Art. That one is great. I've never wanted to hang hangers from the ceiling so bad in all of my life. Yeah, and I'll use it when I'm like passing by like a really large puddle of spittle on the sidewalk or something and be like, it's art, darling, it's art. <laughs> fabulous darling yes oh it's perfect yeah gorgeous amazing incredible art darling very expensive oh the 90s when it like mattered your wealth was determined by what you had and the price tag matter like it was mm-hmm. uh, and the price tag don't, mattered don't matter unless it's the price tag is heavy and it doesn't matter yeah. what the thing is yes but was it expensive darling and there's like her dad's caskets in the living room and they're talking about the art was all had all arrived. Hangers, darling, hangers, and it's a long oblong. Bottles, darling, bottles. That's a coffin, darling. <laughs> I think she sees her like it's for the viewing, and she like sees her dad pass it out or something. I that whole and how did it make you feel? Very sad, darling. Sad. She makes this like exaggerated lip pouty face. Yeah, sad, yeah. darling. That episode with um, Safi's father's wife, the American therapist, I think. Therapist. I believe. Yeah. Beside herself. Yeah. Beside herself. With the uh, the casket in the, the living room. I yeah, mean, she goes up to try and look at it. That's right. It's, it's her that passes out. She goes up to yep, try and yep. look, and she like just freaks out. She's like, "There's a dead person." Everyone else is like, "All right, calm down." <laughs> Everyone's like, "Steady on," and she's just like, ah, "There's a dead person here." Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, she burns down the kitchen. Oh yes. yes. That's so awesome. good. Which then gives them an excuse to redecorate the kitchen. Which is and awesome. they go to what, all the way to New York just for a door handle. 
Yeah, and then she fills it with like a bunch of objects objects from her shop, mm-hmm. which are like like cultural artifacts from other cultures, just blatantly stolen like Inuit artifacts and stuff. And she tries to tell Safi like this is good stuff. Darling, it was very expensive. <laughs> there was just one moment that makes me think of you and I, and that's when I think there are people at the house, and I can't remember who it is. I feel like ex-husbands and people were over at the house. Mm-hmm. And Edwina and Patsy end up in her bathroom, like locked in her bathroom, smoking joints <laughs> and drinking and yeah. escaping from the entire thing. And I'm like, yep, that's us. There we are. We would invite all those people over and then be like, who cannot handle this? Hate this a lot. Gonna go locked <laughs> in the bathroom. Uh, yeah, that, that moment uh, was a really good one. For me, um, the one where I feel like it's a moment that I feel like is a lot us. Isolation pod. And you realize that Patsy's there with her because she couldn't do it by herself. <laughs> yeah. And I would be like, I think to myself, I'm like, that would be me. Yeah. And I would be like, Chelsea, will you come sit in my isolation pod with me? And I yep. know that you would. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> 100% would be there. Absolutely. Oh. And we would hang out and it would be great. And it would be great. So yeah, if you haven't seen this show, uh, please go watch. It's on Hulu. They have all the seasons, I believe, there. And there's a movie. And go watch the movie, too. The movie was really fun. Which is available on Amazon. And we are going to rent that tonight. Yeah, yeah. Get it. So uh, this has been our episode on Absolutely Fabulous. I also want to just, like, take a second and just applaud Don French and Jennifer Saunders for this mm-hmm. incredible work of comedy. Uh, touched so many people in so many different ways not all of them consensual and that ended up being <laughs> overwhelmingly positive which is strange so I just really like that this show re- had the reach that it had and it, it meant a lot to me for sure and still does it, and it means a lot to me um as well and I would watch any reboot of this at any give like I'm in you want to bring this as- back Yeah, as long as Jennifer Saunders is involved and and hopefully Don French involved in the creation of a reboot, I would definitely watch a reboot. Jennifer Saunders for me is like one of my favorite actresses. Um, She just does so much and she's so great and so clever. She's one of my favorite comedy writers for sure. Mine too. Uh, And and comedic actresses. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so that's been that. If you have enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And follow us on Instagram at I Watch A Lot Of Podcasts. Also, our website, if you don't know already, is IWatchALotOf.com. And And if you send us your questions, we will answer them next time. Or when we get some questions, email us. You know, whatever you want, just email. It's on, we have a contact form. Go ahead and email us, you know. Whatever you Tell us want. What you think. Try to keep it nice. Just try to keep it nice. Yeah, keep it polite. Yeah. And um, I hope we have that feelings. We, we do. We have very sensitive, unfortunately sensitive sensitive feelings. feelings. I just were sensitive. So anyway, uh, send your compliments, and if you don't have compliments, keep it to yourself, and we'll uh, hope to hear from you next time. Bye. Bye.